What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. This is not, not another, another damn, damn podcast. podcast. Presented by our damn, damn selves. 135, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta shout out the lovely Jazz before we get started. Hey, Creator girl. of J-Scope. It's the first fitness belt that covers your entire midsection and provides 100% comfort during your workouts. It's the last show of 2019, right? Yeah. Last show of the decade, really. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, New Year's is, is here. So, <laughs> and know what that resolution for a lot of people is getting that body right. So, ladies, go grab a J-Scope. Get that J-Scope. Hit up right. J-Scope Fitness on Instagram. Got all the details there. They got the regular. They got the leopard. They got all of it for you. So, there it is. That leopard sounds sexy. <laughs> I got to get my J-Scope and start BSing print. around. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of BSing, let's get right into some oh, BS right okay. here. Okay. <laughs> Huh? Three words for you. Fake Sam Silk. We're going to start there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to go here. <laughs> True story. This happened. I'm, um, where do I go on my timeline? Yeah, start all of this. Bullshit. Let's start all of it. Okay, this was last Monday, so a week ago when you hear this. Right. I was at the car wash, you know, shining up the caddy, getting it nice and everything like I do. Name yeah. drop. Right, right. right. <laughs> and then I saw, like, I just read my post I put on Facebook. I was like, the funniest shit just happened to me at the car wash. This random dude just walked up to me selling mixes, claiming to be Sam Silk of Power 92. Two things very wrong with this picture. First of all, Sam is a good friend of mine, and you ain't him, dude. <laughs> Not to mention that Sam left Power 92 in Chicago almost a decade ago. That's right. Sam left Power in 2011. So, yeah, there it is. Yeah. He ain't been to Sam so of Power 92 in a long ass time. Yeah, because I remember the last time he was here, he had the uh, docks in Country Club Hills, and that was like years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Years and years ago. And second, I've been at Power 92 <laughs> for a long time, many years, and I've never seen this dude before in my life. <laughs> he clearly didn't know who the hell I was. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And that just took on a life of his own. That's that. So. And then I took a picture. Oh, yeah. I got a picture. That's what I posted. Hashtag fake Sam Silk. And Marcus Chapman had the best comment. He said, that's Sam Slick. Sam Slick. Nice try. <laughs> I fell out laughing. I was dying when I saw that. Sam had to come back the next day and post his rebuttal about this. He's like, dude, don't look nothing like me. Yeah, because he said, like... Yeah, first said his cousins mentioned this guy. Beyonce right. Fox mentioned him, and then I mentioned him posted a picture of the guy. <laughs> like, three strikes, you're done, buddy. <laughs> and that was just hilarious when Sam posted that video because the way he, like, split it, and That's he's like, yeah, you, yeah, you. And, like, he was, like, talking to the guy. <laughs> the way he was like, you, you over there. <laughs> but my thing is, you're not even smart to do that because it's like, the real Sam Silk would not be selling flash drives out of his car yeah, at a car wash. Bootleg mixes at a fucking car, <laughs> car wash. If he did, he'd have really fell off and shit if Sam right. Silk was doing it's like, that. Like you shit. didn't think that through. It's like you could not have been like at like a like an expo or like you know something like a reputable place like a you know what I mean. Even um swap or something. Somewhere like, reputable, right? Somewhere yeah. reputable, but you You're out street, at a car wash. <laughs> Like, I mean, soldiers at war did, like, more yeah, legit than that. Right? They did more legit. At least they were selling their own shit. They weren't bootlegging. Right. And they were on 79th in uh, Stony Island, mm. which is a good corner if you live in Chicago. You know about that corner. But that was just hilarious. Totally ridiculous on so many levels. And the fact that it went viral. <laughs> 
no. And I was just telling my story. I, didn't, <laughs> I never expected that to like take on the life it did. I just, it's just funny to me because I know it's like I've known Sam over 20 years. Like we met in college. Right. In the 90s, like KKC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Known him a long ass time. So I'm like, really? It's like, you got him, homie. Shut ass out of here. I'm waiting for a person to impersonate and say that they're you. That's what I'm waiting for. That. That's what I'll That'll be the ultimate. <laughs> yeah, Ozman right here. Ozman, probably. I want somebody to come to me and say, hey, I'm the Ozman. <laughs> if someone ever comes to me and says they're the Ozman, I'm just going to call you. I'm just letting you know. I'm just going to call you. And I don't care what time it is. Like, you may have just got home or whatever. I'm just going to call you and put you on speaker. Like, yeah, I got a funny story. I got a guy right here claiming to be you. Mm. <laughs> well, in fact, I know for a fact you ain't my brother at all. Get <laughs> your whack ass out of here. <laughs> Crazy. But what makes people do that? Like, let's leave. That's something we should leave for behind for the new decade. Well, let's my, leave that mine. behind. <laughs> let's leave behind. Pretend to be someone that you're not. Just keep it real. Just be who you are. Like, if you don't, like, maybe... Yeah, like, you're an aspiring DJ. I get that, and I I I don't knock no one's hustle. If you're an aspiring DJ and you're trying to get out, yeah, there, I would um give you credit if you were just right. yeah like like said soldiers of war hustling selling out of your Thank trunk. Thank you. They weren't out here saying they were crucial conflict selling right. shit though. Yeah, we crucial conflict buy shit. No, they said we soldiers of war. Shit, yeah. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. Right. They didn't lie and say there was somebody more famous. And what shit. they sell like a hundred thousand copies or something. Some shit. Like Five hundred. Yeah, they the sold a lot. Though. They sold a lot in the street. It will be big on these streets in the 90s. Right. Because everybody knows the SAW <laughs> saw. Was it orange and black, I think? Yeah, the orange and black. Yep, see? The real shit. I'll be driving down Stony Island. I see them. Mm. But, um, yeah, though, I just say leave that behind. Leave behind lying. Like, don't say that you have more juice than you do. And just be honest with who you are. I just say that for the new decade is to put INC first. Like... Say, hey, I'm an aspiring whatever. I'm trying to get there. Because guess what? Yeah, I have a lot more respect for you. I wouldn't have buried you on fucking social media. Right. If you just a guy walked up and tried to sell me a mix. It's like, yeah, that's that's admirable. Because yeah. I would not the uh, hustle. Do you, man. <laughs> like we say, it's the uh, new it's a new day and age. Like it's uh, the day and age of the entrepreneur now. A lot of people are trying to go out and do their own businesses. And I respect that. And do my you, thing, mama. I always say... Support black businesses. I'm down for it. We in Kwanzaa. We halfway through Kwanzaa right now. Habaragati. You know we we on it. So we gonna keep on supporting our black brothers. But what you're not going to do is you're not going to tell lies and pretend like you somebody else that you're not. We don't support that nonsense. Hey, that's that bullshit. We don't support that. So no BS for 2020. I don't support it. I don't support the bullshit. I support honesty. I support living a dream, trying to chase your dream, trying to hustle legally. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's add that amendment on legally. Because if you out here trying to trying to what flip tax money, you do illegal shit. It's like I don't support do that. that. I don't support that. But you're on your own with that tax gamble. Right. I don't support that. But if you are trying to educate. And trying to lead and trying to do stuff. I do support that. That's the difference that I do say. Mm. So let's uh, quit the nonsense. Mm. Anything else of nonsense? Yeah, I'm trying to find the post. He might have taken it down, but I can uh-huh. I can go off memory. You know, I got a photographic memory and shit. What? First of all, yeah, I, I thought this dude died like years ago. It was oh. Don I missing shit. <laughs> 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 
Real talk, when I saw Don Imus died at 79 the other day, I'm like, I thought he died years ago. I guess I imagine that he retired. That's what it was. But yeah. I could have swear I thought that was him dying. <laughs> the story that came out a few years ago about him. Well, when I saw that story come out, you know, I always like check the date for. I check the date first and make sure that it's you know. Yeah, it's legit. He really did just die. Well, check the date to make sure, right? Because we know, like I said, rest in peace, James James Ingram died twelve times this year. I saw somebody post uh, Teddy Pendergrass died like that was like what ten years ago. When did Teddy die? Like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine. Like it was a while ago when Teddy Pendergrass died. Like a decade at least. (laughs) And then uh, which we call it rest in peace to Feeny Shakur. Yeah, she, she died, died years ago. She died too. in 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't on the anniversary of her death. Like, I mean, I get when people post on the anniversary of the death to reflect, like, you're like, the anniversary okay, or wow, on that person's birthday. birthday. Wow, yeah. it's been five years already. You were happy birthday to the late, great, whatever. Mm-hmm. But post it like it's a new story and mm-hmm. it's not. But um, for you guys who don't know who Don Imus is. <laughs> it's like, I'll call him the original shock jock. I know Don Imus for different reasons than most people do. Uh, yeah, we know. I knew him as just um the, the shock jock whose show was kind of trash to me. That's all I know. Like, he was never that good. But most people know him from what happened in 2007. Well, underlie well, the racist shock jock I'm about who to get to that, that yeah. yeah. Well, that's definitely what people know him for that shit. Like the story, yes, um, that happened in 07. Yeah. When he called the Rutgers women's basketball team nappy headed holes. Like that's <laughs> So he called these ladies who are out here trying to it's like you're out here breaking records, whatever, you're out here doing your thing. But once again, just like Simone not Simone Biles, just like Gabby Douglas, like yeah. you're talking about somebody's, you're talking hair, about somebody's so hair. It's like while these women out here dominating is like right. yeah, you talking about yeah, well her hair look jacked like basically bitch shit. what he did except he did it in like in a racist version of that shit. <laughs> and then as as a white person, can you say Nappy? No, you oh, cannot. Absolutely person. absolutely not. You cannot say that. I'm giving you I don't care if I have a black friend. No, don't let that black friend get your ass kicked. I always say that. Don't let that one black friend that you have who said, well, so-and-so said it was okay. No, it's not okay. But Imus was doing stuff like, um, I say he was the prototype of what Howard Stern. Like became. a Howard, yeah. Like he was like first, but um, he just, I remember his show before, way before that Rutgers shit happened. And he always wore like he, a cowboy yeah. hat, yeah. And I was just like, I was like, why is this dude a legend? He's not funny to me. Because like when early in my career, I just like, what do, you, what do you do when you want to go into something? You study. You study, right. So what exactly. I, just, I want to go on the radio. I studied everybody. I, I didn't just listen to Tom Joyner and Doug and Banks. Doug Banks like, right. I listen to all radio. The whole spectrum. Yeah, I listen, right. to, I listen to Stern. I listen to Man Cow. I listen to I Miss. Mm-hmm. I listen to, um, I even listen to Rush Limbaugh. Like, he's got way too racist. I had to stop <laughs> I would listen to all of these, like, top shelf nationally syndicated jocks. Right, as, to, like, as you should. Study. Study, like, right. I want to study the craft, like, in order to be the best. These are the cats that are on the top shelf. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. So I miss was one of the cats I checked this show. I was like, really? He's a legend? It was like way before nappy-headed hoes. I, <laughs> I just didn't like him because I thought his show was terrible. That's why. That was my whole I remember you said that, that back in 07 because like, we were living together at the time in 07. You was like, I was like I'm always not, sucks yeah. to me. <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I was like, I'm not even necessarily that mad at what he's because yeah, he's an old white man. What do you expect? He's like, I'm... I'm bad because his, his show is trash. Like, that's why when people like when they were trying to cancel Imus, I'm like, I like even if I didn't agree with what I was like, I just want his show canceled because it's terrible. Like, terrible. So that's why I support it. It's like he's just got a whack ass radio show to me. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it more from that standpoint. That's 
that's why I went on. I had missed off mm-hmm. the air because his show was garbage. But he called them <laughs> nappy-headed hoes in there. They was like, Those he's big had, was like, he's had and his show like, did get canceled at the time. They said he called somebody. Then he called somebody else in April. So like he's had like a know. history. I, I remember nappy. Like I read an article um about his death and for, big shout out to Huffington Post. Um, like I'm just going to the top oh, yeah, of my I head. Huffington. They um they basically they didn't miss their words. They're like, yeah, we're gonna acknowledge that he died, but this dude was a racist. And then they broke down the stuff that he said. Like they didn't. I didn't post about it, but they didn't um, sugarcoat it. I read all that. I need because I saw right. people posting. Like, of course, um, some of my non-black yeah colleagues post. Yeah, R.I.P. Don. I mean, yeah, which is fine. Yeah, right. like especially if you had an impact on your career. Like R.I.P. Don. Correct. I no yeah. problem. With but then my guy, um, I'm a name name. Ah. <laughs> my guy LJ, I was trying to find his post. I think he took it down. He had posted the RIP Don Imus, but he's a black DJ. It's of course, like everybody in his like went in on him, and it was like a lot of back and forth. And he was basically saying that, like, like sure he was a shitty. I was just mentioning that the dude died. Like I wasn't saying that I agree with like basically, like, said, yeah. Right. He just people were trying to say that he was his like like. I so do loves. I try to make oh, paint, yeah, paint the coon picture of um, yeah. my guy, and like I was gonna try to read some of the posts. And I think he, he took it down it. Yeah. because he just got tired of people yeah. coming at him. So he just the whole dynamic thing is totally gone. <laughs> but it live forever on his podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't trying to out him. I just like found it interesting that people. I didn't even say. I was like, you want to say R.I.P. Donna? If you want to say. Fuck Don Imus, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have a problem with either. I chose to sit out of that because I wasn't yeah. a fan of dude. So I said, I'm not posting anything see, about Don Imus. Let's be the token black people, damn this shit and it's whack. Let's just stay out of it. You so, can yeah. stay out of it. Some stuff you just sit back. Yeah. No, when Doug died, on the other hand, that was a big deal. Doug, yeah. uh, now just as a personality, but like, um, personally, Doug. Yeah, you worked I for got Doug. to know him. Yeah. yeah, you got to work for yeah. him before. So. Herb Kent's another one. I didn't really know Herb like that, but we've met. So, yeah, like those, I acknowledge those in my mm-hmm. time. But, like, I miss him. Like, he wasn't nobody I looked up to. He was this corny-ass dude that wore a fucking cowboy hat. That but he, he did like a lot. One, he was like one step from like the rich Texan, basically. Yeah, he was the rich Texan on the radio show, basically. Yeah, he was that basically. Like him and shit. Yeah, but um, I miss he did like stuff that um that's kind of commonplace now in radio as far. Like, he was the first radio saw that show I saw broadcast live on television, which oh. at the time I thought was cool. I still thought his show was trash, but I'm like it'd be cool if like. Tom Joyner. But it was like innovative to see that. So now like the Breakfast Club does that every day. They have cameras in their studios filming their whole show. Mm -hmm. But I just did that back like 15 years ago whenever he was doing it. Stern was one that did it too because he had his show on Yeah, because I remember Stern. uh, Stern. I remember watching Stern was one of the first like I'd say I just probably did it before because he was older. Yeah. Yeah. But um, to have act the, the radio show act so you could watch it and listen like well, right. this is trash I don't want to watch or listen to I miss but right. he had he had cameras in there which, <laughs> yeah, and this show aired on MSNBC back then right so I was like okay that's pretty cool the show still sucks but <laughs> be cool if Doug Banks did this shit that's what I was thinking about right. <laughs> so well, Tom joined oh oh yeah, Tom oh had it, you see Sim Sybil and Jay like clowning around <laughs> and said, that would be cool to see the three of them like in the studio yeah I would pay to around. see that. Yeah. <laughs> Because you can see, you can imagine some, especially like seeing the uh, BTS. Yes. Because it's like seeing what did make yeah, it is kind of cool, air, right? Like, like yeah. I like, I like seeing the BTS is because <laughs> it be off the chain. So. so even though he was a racist piece of shit, he was innovative. <laughs> <with> that, <so laughs> that he was the first to have cameras in his studio doing a radio show. Yeah. 
show yeah. still was fucking trash. <laughs> I can't keep stressed right. out enough. And shit. <laughs> he was racist. Yeah. So we're not gonna be like, yes, an R.I.P. We're so sad. And we're not. We're just gonna leave it. Not yucks. My mama said if I can't say something nice and don't say nothing at all. So let's just move, move on. on. <laughs> That's what our mama said. Let's just move and on. And mama taught me right. <laughs> but got a shout out uh, my homegirl, Michelle Ivy. Okay. She put out a short film, Not the Child I Raised. I'm in this film. I put the link on my Facebook. Oh. It's a short film. Um, I play a cop in it, basically. <laughs> all right. I was with the actor. And it's... It's, we did just a couple, some years. That's so like, it's a lot of stuff I had that just been sitting on like the shelf. Michelle, so, right. So this stuff all starts coming out together. But like, oh, I've been busy. I'm like, no, that was How's like probably working? three years ago. When I started working his movie. ass off. <laughs> I forgot about it until she like tagged me in the post. I was like, that's right. I did do that film with her yet. I remember you talking about that. Because didn't you like send me like a, a, a photo of you in the cop uniform or something? Probably, I think, yeah. I think you sent me a screenshot of that. I was in better shape back then. Like now I'd be, uh, I look like Chief Wiggum if I try to play a cop. <laughs> I'm not that bad. <laughs> I was in a little better shape back then. You could, be home, you could be um, Carl, the big Kahuna. I, I look like Sergeant Al Powell with a Twinkie in his mouth now. Die hard. I'll play a cop now. <laughs> the big Kahuna. Mr. Action. Let's go. And shake your head. <laughs> but you could check out the um, Michelle Ivy show. It was like, um, it's about um, what's going on in these streets of Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. Chicago gang violence yeah. and shooting and all the. And I play one of the cops that kicks the door in on the teenagers. <laughs> oh. So you see me in there, yeah, roughing up. <laughs> yeah. I was kicking in doors. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's pretty cool. The finished product now that I finally see it, I was like, okay, like, I like the way it came to you. But yeah, she's yeah, um, up and coming filmmaker, much like your husband. Yeah, right. Brother in law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so shout out Michelle Ivy. Yes. She's doing her thing. And we support it. Becoming Chicago filmmaker. Let's all support our, like we said, legit. Let's support our legit crafts. Yeah. That's what I'm about. Maybe try to get a collab with Straight Gully and Michelle Ivy Productions. Well, we'll that. talk. Yeah, we'll put talk. Them, put them resources together. Put them resources. Can we put our resources together? Mm-hmm. We'd be like uh, Avengers. Avengers there Assemble. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we could take down the Corporation of Thanos. There it is. Which is Disney. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> Disney, Disney owns everything. Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney owns everything. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. That's what's up. But, um. I'm going to check it out. What you got? Um, well, I was going to say, you already touched, like, the Dynamite stuff. Um, You can dive more into it if you want. No. I'm done. Like I said, Mama told me not to say if I right, couldn't so say that. <laughs> but, um. I wanted to read them comments. I wish I had it's all good. Because <laughs> it was some good back and forth. So, the year, the year, and the decade. Yeah, so, um. The month, everything is all coming to an end in a couple of days. So, just going back and just reflecting on these last 10 years. Yeah, we can go like, back a little bit. Because I covered wow. all the current stuff I wanted to cover. Right yeah, now. I'm just really... It's just, like one more current thing I could wait because it kind of ties in until we're going back. Okay. So, go ahead. So, it's like just really focusing on what these last 10 years have come of. Mm. And for me, in my personal journey, like um, a couple weeks back, Marcus just said to me, and he's like, we spent the whole decade together. And I was mm-hmm. like, shut the front door. Like, we have, like, we've been together yeah, since 2009. Yeah, the 20-teens together, and y'all are ending it together. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. wow, that's pretty... Pretty cool to like think about like that and just thinking about our journey 
about where we start at me, me on the other at hand, the beginning. I, well, who I was with, <laughs> well. that that changed multiple times. <laughs> well, it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm definitely not naming those names. And then thinking it's, about. I said too much. Ah, <laughs> and then thinking about like, um, just like the journey of starting a family. It just like I mean, I just yeah, became getting really married, getting married, starting a family. I just became really um, like nostalgic, just thinking about everything, all these changes, and then thinking about where I want my next ten years to go. That's where I'm. Um, that's why it's good to do this to reflect because I'm always I'm I'm always more concerned with looking ahead than looking mm-hmm. back. I always say there's a reason why your windshield is huge and your rear view is tiny. Right. You're supposed to pay attention to the road and not watch what's behind you. You peek mm-hmm. at what's behind you, but right. you take your eyes off the road too long, you're going to fucking crash. Because so, mm-hmm. yeah. you have to live behind it. they like, okay, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> I ain't going that way again. Peaks, you got to watch that rear view. Try to drive and watch that rear view and see what happens. No, don't. You're trying to see something. Don't stare at it. No, <laughs> don't stare at it. But just peek and be like, okay. Mm-hmm. So when you do see something that's coming up in your um, present, and if it's mirroring what happened in your past, then you know, like, okay, this kind of happened to it's me almost to five years to ago. Look back so to predict the future. That's what. Right. Once again, key words: predict the future. Right. The future is still the focus. So that's why I use history to predict what's going to happen right. next. You look back to see where you're going. Exactly. You don't just look back. No, that's what's scary because then you live in the past, and I don't like people who live in the past. That's what nostalgia is trash to me because we all got rose-colored glasses when it comes to nostalgia. We only remember the good shit from the past. But I'll say every era has good shit and whack shit. Yeah. Literally. And people talk about, um, like, I'm going on a whole We're way off topic now. Unless you get back to your 2019 and everything. It's like when it comes to hip-hop. Everybody talks about the era we came up with. It was so great. It's like, yeah. Because then they, they, they aim all the classic shit. We're Biggie and Nas and Pop. And Jay-Z and Tribe. It's like, yeah, we also had the fucking 69 boys in the Tootsie Roll. We had the Funky Watutsi and the Pupsi. It's a lot of garbage shit that came out in the 90s. Don't, let's not act like that decade was perfect. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, Vanilla Ice and shit. Ice, <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Ice, baby. <laughs> ding, 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 Guess what? They got way more airplay than a fucking Tribe record. So way more people heard Ice, Ice, baby than heard he's fucking scenario. Um, he's still scenario. making money off of that. Exactly. I'm sure you made way more money than fucking tried made off of um award tour. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I bet I bet money on that. Yes. <laughs> so let's not act like it was perfect tonight. MC P- Hammer. MC Hammer. <laughs> pops and the bumps. Pops and the yeah, bumps. Pops and the bump was the nineties and shit. There's a lot of whack shit that came out in the nineties. Um who, there it is was trash. Who, it is. Come on. <laughs> Oops, C-O-S. And they remix it like ten times. Yeah. <laughs> What else? <laughs> but we just tend to forget the whack shit right. until we have conversations like this. Then people start thinking. And it's funny, you have people like that like to defend the whack shit. Where they whack shit, whack shit wasn't as bad. I'm like, come on, whoop, there it is. Wasn't this bad? And shit, come on. <laughs> but then you forget about the good shit that's out now. You forget about Kendrick. You forget mm-hmm. about J. Cole. <laughs> it's like, it's good shit out yeah, now. Yeah, it's good stuff out now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Artist of the decade, Drake. I like Drake. Drake? Yeah, so I like Drake. Yeah, I would say artist of the decade. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne's had some heat. In Wayne, the last, um, like, uh, during this last decade, he little has, bit. He's had some heat. So more of Wayne's bangers was from the last decade. He was still hung around. This yeah, one. yeah. He was bit. still riding the um the momentum of the last decade yeah. into this one. Yeah. But uh, this and that was trash too. I'm just thinking all the terrible. This and that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
But yeah, you got to you got to move forward with mm-hmm. your stuff and think about where you want to go, how you want to do it, and execute. Like the plan, the whole thing is about execution. And I know Mike Love listens, so I got to take a shot at him. Eminem is not the goat, but go ahead. Ah! <laughs> I think he just be trolling. <laughs> I'm, I'm trolling him. <laughs> I'm sorry, so Drake's the goat. Then that's, Drake had more number one hits than Eminem. So yeah, Eminem. So if we want to we troll, let's go all the way with I it. Drake's can't. the goat. Okay. I'm going in. Where you at? Drake had more number ones than Eminem. <laughs> he did. <laughs> neither one of these. Neither one of these gentlemen is the goat. They both except, gave some heat. Except Drake. <laughs> Drake is amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna make that into reality. Hashtag Drake. Drake's the goat. <laughs> Soldier Boy's gonna start flaming your stuff. <laughs> tag your Soldier Boy. <laughs> Drake. Drake. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, but you gotta stay on your course. Like everybody's path, I posted this recently. Everybody's path is not the same. So when you look at other people's path and then you look and you see, oh, well, so and so has this going on, and then so and so, this happened for them, and then this happened. It's just not your season yet. You have to play your game. Yeah, somebody else um coming up doesn't mean that um they taking away from you coming up. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite sayings I've said it before. I say it again. Like if I have a candle, I love this and I use it to light your candle. Does that make my candle shine any less bright? No, we both got candles now. Right, and now we got more heat. Yeah, like people think that um there's only like so much opportunity. No, it's just like that. Just wasn't your opportunity. Right. I don't know if I should tell this story about um, it was a, a morning show that I wanted to be part of at one point, and um, I used to hate on you know what show I'm talking. I'm not gonna say it here because yeah, because yeah. they oh, there's people I know on it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to really like hate on one of the hosts on the show because I wanted that spot, but right. now I look back, it's like that host is perfect for that show. Right, it wasn't my spot. Right, is yeah, my spot is somewhere. That's why you gotta focus yourself because you will. Like I probably didn't say too much. Yeah. The show started this, this during this past decade, too, and it's still on the air. And I used to really be mad about this particular show. Like, that should be me in this spot. But mm-hmm. no, that's not your spot. Right. It's like, your time is coming. Like, yeah, you'll get yours. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you notice that when you take away from negativity, then positive things start to happen. Yeah, as soon as I stopped painting on this dude, stuff started happening for me. Right, so you got to remove negative mm-hmm. stuff from your life. Like, that's another thing. Going for it, like, let's look at what you need to go into the next decade with. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of stuff we need to just leave behind. Mm-hmm. Let's close the box. Let's bury it. Let's leave it behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still time for you to to grow. I mean, we're all about growth. Like, humans, we grow. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the same person I was 10 years ago. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> probably all. not the same person I was one year ago, let alone 10. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you are going to continue to evolve and evolve and evolve. But um, this last year was kind of like an up and down year for me. Like, I'll start how my 2019. So, like, when my 2019 started, I was in a job that was becoming very stressful for me. And I really wanted to get out my job. Like, I was really even considering leaving totally just going to do something just brand new because it was just becoming too much. You're over the shit. That's I was over it. And then the support that you, it's a difference. Like if you have 
a manager, supervisor, whatever, who is trying to help with you and trying to lead and guide you, have a good you boss versus, versus a, boss. a dictator. Yeah. There's good bosses and there's bad bosses. Mm-hmm. A good boss is one who shares the blame, shares the responsibility. Here's, here's the difference. The good boss basically says, it's my fault. <laughs> right. They share it. They yeah. share it. Right. <laughs> A bad boss, bad boss deflects. Everybody but themselves. Right, they deflect, 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 and that's what I was dealing with. I had a supervisor who was, who was just an awful. Like they were just awful or whatever, and I was just over it. I was coming home stressed out, and then my household was becoming upside down because I have two small children, and then like they're wanting my attention. I'm stressed out from work. I'm just over everything. So then I got the opportunity. I got the position that I had been applying for for years. I couldn't get in. And I finally got my promotion to a position that I did want. Mm-hmm. So I've been working this position for like the last almost six months. And it's been going good. I like um, I like uh, where I'm at, you know, with my job and Started everything. Started position six months ago, too. We'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So, like, uh, I've been working and doing that. And then... um. I had some positivity happen because it's like, um, you know, a thing that we have been going back and forth with, like I said, previous us not being paid wages that we were supposed to be being paid from years ago. We finally got our settlement as state workers. So then when that happened, I was like, I can pay off my car. Yay. I can pay off my car. Cause that's what I was just looking forward to pay off my car. No car. No. Ooh, getting closer to financial freedom. And then the day that I paid off my car, someone ran to me in a stop sign. Mm. Minimal damage on my bumper. Just a couple little scratches. He ran to my car at the stop sign. Okay, whatever. Two weeks after that, my car gets hit. Come to find out after the line, they open it up. They was like, nope, it's a total loss. Because it would have been over $6,000 to fix it. Mm-hmm. So this car that I just paid off gets hit and gets totaled. Crush me. Started going to physical therapy, yada, yada, yada. I was able to get another vehicle, buy it out cash. So that was the positive is that when they told out my vehicle, I was able to just buy another vehicle cash with the money that I got for my settlement, for my um insurance settlement. Then a couple weeks ago, I get hit again. I get a fender bender. So I've been hit by like cars. I've been in a car accident like three times this year. In like a three month span, like at the end of the year. Because it started like in September. So mentally, I was starting to feel just drained, just emotionally, just, it was putting me in a real funk. And, you know, when you have instances like that that happen, you need to listen to yourself. You need to listen to your body. So um, I am listening and I am going to actually go and start, you know, talking to someone about it, like talking to like a stress management I am going to talk about that because I want to be the best me that I can be for my family, for my job. I want to be the best me that I can be. And if I'm feeling like, oh, this is on my plate, and I'm just feeling like it's too much, it's too much, it's too much, and I just keep on just keeping a smile on my face, like everything's good, but it's not good, you know, you got to sometimes be like, I'm not perfect Patty. I'm not Superwoman. I'm not Wonder Woman. I'm not any of this. And you got to realize that you're human. You need to find help. You need to ask for help if you need. You need to, you know, 
talk about how you're feeling and you need to just, you know, like I said, just get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. So that's where it took me. So I was like in an emotional roller coaster the last couple of weeks of this year because after having a third accident, it was just, it just emotionally just devastated me because I'm like, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to be perfect. I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying to do everything the right way. Why is stuff keep on happening to me? And that's where I was feeling at for a while. But, you know, I had my moment and I gained control back of myself. So that's my transparency. I say if you are feeling a type of way, then talk about it. Don't bury it in. Don't think that you're invincible. Don't think that you can't, you know, that you can just handle everything on your own. Just don't do it. Well. Rihanna described my 2019 perfectly. Work, 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 work. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work. Yeah. You see me too. Work, work, work. Just break it down. It's, um, started off the year regularly. Mm-hmm. I had, um, I was doing the Rockford Nights and Power 92 Oz Radio on your overnights, which I'm still doing. It's the mm-hmm. flagship right there. I've been doing that one over a decade. Yeah. The hell are you doing up? So that's mm-hmm. the show. So then come, um, late spring. I get the call. It's like, um, hey, we switching um, the Breakfast Club to mornings on Power 106, and we want you to be our local guy. At first, I was on the fence about that. I'm like, can I um, can I add more to my plate? I got a lot on this plate. Yeah, cause I, I forgot I was teaching classes as well, too. Yeah. At Illinois Media School, which I'm still doing. I was like, do I want to add this to that as well, too? And um, I was a DJ. Well, the DJing stuff has slowed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Started the year off, I was doing a lot with Pink Giraffe. Now it's, it's still there, but mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, with DJing, it's like you have your good times, your bad times. Right. So, but um, I decided to um, take them up on the Breakfast Club offer, which started in June. So, yeah, about six months I've been doing mm-hmm. that. And... um. By this fall, I, I was starting to feel the burnout. To so mm-hmm. do uh, go from doing overnights, two to five, mornings, five to nine, with a voice track after that to eleven o'clock, mm-hmm. and then teaching classes in the evening, and it's just like days just start running together. You feel the burn. Yeah. And so I took advantage of this holiday season. I definitely needed some time off, and I'm still trying to figure out that work-life balance right now too. Right. So that's a goal of mine for 2020 to figure that out. Mm-hmm. So, professionally, I'm doing good. A little bit more money, a little bit more money than what I was getting. <laughs> that's just cool. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> right. And then, um, personal life could be better, but it's mm-hmm. all good. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still figuring this thing out. The like I said the work life balance. Yeah, that's a great key. Like try and figure out your work life balance because. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody post it on their Facebook about what's most important, like, in a job. Like, is it, you know, income, your salary, your work life? And I forgot what the third option was. I forgot what it was. But and maybe um, the the quality of work, like whether you enjoy the job or not. Is that maybe what, something. Like, Cause I can't remember. That's what I could think of. It's like, it's like how much you get paid. Do you enjoy your job? And um, do you... It does it balance with your personal life? Mm-hmm. Is the job too hectic for your life? So. Right, because the work-life balance is one that people 
Let's be honest. The Often. average person just thinks they they look at that first one and think right. that shit. They honestly, they, too, we don't realize there's millionaires out here are fucking miserable. Uh-huh. Too many people honestly put the balance in last place where that should be actually first place. Because mm-hmm. no matter how much money you make and how great this job may be, like it's like it's like okay, I get to travel all over the world, and it's like I have this sexy. Exciting job, right. but my, my feel you get to hang out uh, with celebrities, with celebrities, yeah. yeah. To the Floyd Mayweather fight, which a lot of my friends have. I haven't been to a fight yet, but I have gone to mm-hmm. BET and Grammys. I've done that before. But yeah, people look at that stuff and be like, oh yeah, you got it made. I'm you like, yeah. The life. <laughs> yeah. But when you look at stuff, it's like it's work for you. Yeah, like it's, it's not- just what I do. I don't look at it as like I'm doing anything special. It's mm-hmm. just what I do. Right. But it is where you have to look at your work-life balance. And, like, especially for me, anything that, like, I do, I know professionally, I have to be able to incorporate it with having a family. Because if I can't be around my family, that's not going to work for me. Anything where I can't be, like, like, stuff matters. Like, going to see Ariana's first uh Winter play or whatever her like you know whatever her play a tree in a pat in a play or whatever that matters to a child. Mm-hmm. Like when I was able to go on her first field trip, yeah, that mattered. You know mm-hmm. me going to her first field trip, I was able to go to that. We went to the pumpkin patch and mm-hmm. she's like, "Mommy, you're coming with me!" And you know, she just was, she was so happy. Mm-hmm. And those type of things matter that you can't get back. Like you can't, you know. Like, once it's gone, it's gone. You can't be like, well, because I didn't go to this pumpkin patch, I'm just going to buy you. I'm going to take you to American um, Girl and buy you $1,000 worth of dolls. You see what I mean? Like, people yeah. try to do that, and it's like, okay, that's... The broke kid looks at that and thinks that other kid got it made, don't you? Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. I appreciate the dolls, but... It was a Richard Pryor movie back in the eighties called The Toy. I don't remember. It was very, very controversial looking back because basically he was almost a slave. <laughs> oh. It was about um the rich, the rich trust fund. He was a little kid. Um, Jackie Gleason played his father. He basically like was in boarding school. He would see his kid like twice a year or some okay. shit like that. Yeah. And then he um took him to the toy store where Richard Pryor was working. He said, you could have anything you wanted here. And, like, Richard Pryor, being Richard Pryor, was funny. He's like, yeah, I want him. He's like, so basically he hired him to, like, entertain his kid. People look at it as a form of slavery looking back. <laughs> and that's what it was about. Like, he um, his father, like, had was like a billionaire and bought him anything he wanted. But all he wanted, the kid wanted was just to spend time spend with his time dad. Spend time with his dad, like, right. Like, I'll never see you. I'll see you, like, twice a year. And dude, it's like, yeah, like. And that's play what, catch. It's like Richard Pryor like hung out with me. It's like, right. yeah, so yeah, I like him. Yeah. It made him laugh yeah. and yeah. you know. That's what I want from you. Like, that's why I wanted him. It's like the I want a relationship. Yeah. But that's what that movie about. Wasn't a great movie, but I just thought about that when you But the message like, the, the yeah, kids behind with it. um with people think you could throw money throw at anything money. and fix it. Well let's go here. Let's go, let's run out the so and so and let's do this. Like, let's run out the whole Toys R Us adventure for the day, and then nobody else is here, and then we just run out that. Mm. Okay. And now you don't see him again for another six months. Like, okay, that's cool, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, going to, like, here in my, uh, like you said, when mom was at your trumpet solo, when you had your first trumpet solo yeah, when you were in when band. Was, yeah. 
a musician. It matters, yeah. you know, stuff like that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, my when she saw me play Green Sleeves, you know, on a piano in my little piano recital. I remember a Christmas play I was in. It matters. I did, um, was it Black? It was Black History. It wasn't a Christmas. It was Black History. Mm-hmm. We did the whole Rosa Parks, um, Martin Luther King thing. Yeah, it's funny. I played like the the racist cop. <laughs> so it sounds full circle. I'm still a cop. Yeah. <laughs> and then our thing, I actually played Rosa Parks in our uh, in our version. We did that. Yeah. yeah. It was she Michelle. I remember Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She played. Um, and I was like, yeah, you don't get no rights, gal. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't got no rights in Birmingham, Alabama, gal. That's like, a racist cop. Yeah. My mom was there and saw me play that cop, <laughs> which was cool. <laughs> I think that was the first play I was in. If, if I was in one before that, I don't remember. <laughs> and that's where your acting books start. Mom, mom was there when me and Feast did beat it. So, um, oh, Michael yeah, when Jackson you did the, yeah. the variety show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but stuff like that matters to a child. So my me. Whole, my horrible moonwalk. <laughs> I wish we had video of that. I would pay yeah, for too video. Yeah, too bad they didn't have phones out back then. Though people didn't have camera phones then. Right. That would have been tremendous. Like Snapchat wasn't out yet then. <laughs> Instagram's live wasn't out yet then. <laughs> Facebook Live didn't exist. You could record that shit for the, for the whole world to see it now. <laughs> but um, like I said, that's important for me, the work-life balance. And then obviously, you know, um, fulfillment do you enjoy your job? That's important because very important. Once again, people just look at that first one you said. People think that I think those may have been the three: fulfillment, like, yeah, they, income, and work balance. I think those may have been has the three. To be it. Yeah, I think the it may have been. Is like, do you do you like what you do? That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. fulfillment is like if you're just doing something for a check. It's like um. First of all, um, you're probably not going to be very successful at it because you're going to give up. And then, but on the flip side, second, if you are successful, do you really want to live a life like that? Right. Where you're like um, working a job you're miserable at. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if you can get through it, what kind of life is that to live? Exactly. It's like most people end up quitting the job or getting fired if they're not that mm-hmm. good at it. Even you're not your passion. You mm-hmm. got to find out what your passion is. We all have one. Mm-hmm. I tell my students that all the time. Yeah, what's your passion? Like they portrayed their own girlfriends when Joan left being a lawyer to start a restaurant. Because mm-hmm. that's what her the passion was. The restaurant thing was probably something she always wanted to do, but right. just never did for reasons you can no longer remember. Because yeah, she played a safe and I was like I'll go to law school and I'll do this and mm-hmm. I'll play it safe and a lot of people do play it safe by it's 90% of oh, that might be a little high number but a lot of people the most yeah. people probably do play it safe it's probably very few people that like wake up excited to go to work mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's Monday yeah what <laughs> very few people that say that like, I, I'm for, fortunately I do love what I do I'm one of those few people mm-hmm. that enjoy it so the average person uh, they look mm-hmm. forward most people got this whole life thing all fucked up and backwards and shit. Like you said, the work-life balance is like, they look forward to the two days, like, and then dread the other five. It should be the other way around. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like the, you should like look forward to that five. You should be like so fired up. Like, yeah, I'm about, and then the others is like, when you go off, you should be like, man, I can't wait to get back. Okay, like I, got, I got this other idea. Okay, I got a little yeah. bit of downtime. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But when I get back in the office on Monday. Yeah, man. I got this other like right. idea I want to throw out there. It's like, but. People got it all fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then obviously money, like, because you can't survive without money. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, let's, call it, let's call it spade a spade. You need money to survive. Look up this economy. book. I want to shout out this book. I was yeah, you do. <laughs> but it shouldn't just be the only focus. Like money mm-hmm. shouldn't just be like, see how much you get paid? See how much you get paid? It's like, but if that's not what you want to do, and that's not the your war passion. of art is the name of the book where they basically talk about um hmm. pursuing your passion. They mentioned that um the amateur versus the professional. Like, in the, and they say on paper it looks like the amateur is doing it for the love, or the professional is doing it for the money, but really it's the opposite. Of, it's the opposite. In order to be like great at something, like you gotta love it, right? So like, um, like who's um who's more passionate about basketball, LeBron or like the the person who goes down to the YMCA and hoops every now and then? Right, it's LeBron. See, like yeah, because exactly. he dedicated his life to that. So we think that the amateur is doing it for the love like to no they actually don't really love it enough cuz if it was they if they really did love it they would have went they would have went professional they half asked it is why they didn't right. make it it's like like but i was like okay that's never thought about it like that yeah. mm-hmm. it's like if you went if you doubled down on the shit you were really into like you probably would make it mm-hmm. most people don't cuz they play it safe like you said mm-hmm. so i will encourage you if you're list like for you listeners i will encourage you to double down on your passion mm-hmm. Um, go all in. Poke your hand. Um, go all in. Especially if um, our younger listeners, we have any like like in their twenties, like mm-hmm. you really got nothing to lose. Like you need to go all all in. Mm-hmm. Like fuck playing it safe at that age. Like if mm-hmm. you like like many of my students that are listening, yeah, right. You really need to go all in. And then for our older people, it's like when you look at um people who had second careers, third careers later yeah. in life, mm-hmm. like um. Sam Jackson didn't get his first starring role to what he was like forty two or forty three. Yeah. Um, I want to say um Harrison Ford was about your age when he first got mm-hmm. his his big break. His big break, yeah. He was like in his late thirties or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, like, yeah, he became Han Solo and in Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So like later in life, Sam yeah, Jackson, yeah, yeah. the uh, number Jack- one um grossing mm-hmm. actor yes. of all time. Nick Fury. Just look at all the stuff he was in: <laughs> Star Wars, Avengers. So we just started that <laughs> yeah. that's where I went Star Wars <laughs> billion dollar movies and shit those mm-hmm. that, that, Morgan that Freeman was in his 40s when he got his big break right yeah. he mm-hmm. was his first leading role he mm-hmm. was in his uh, 40s Alan Rickman Hans Gruber was his first film a lot really? of people don't know that <laughs> he had done some, like some stage what acting and stuff but yeah I didn't know Hans that. Gruber, first movie he was ever but in. But the way that he just exactly. carried yeah. him, he was so, he played that role so well. Like, it was just. He had never been in movies until that. You <laughs> love to hate his character yeah. because. I just watched that movie from me thinking about it. And then, like, you know, you go down the rabbit hole and then a bunch of you says, like, like, 10 things you didn't know about Die Hard is like, that was Alan Rickman's first film. I, like, I never wow, would have okay. knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have knew that. Mm-hmm. I never would have knew that because the way that he just carried that He's role such a great so well. Villain, exactly. Yeah, like you One love top, to hate him. Probably top ten villains of all time. Yeah, He's up there as far as like movie villains. Just badass. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. wow. And. Clearly, he was very yeah, grown. He was probably around forty. I would yeah, say. he was of a he certain age. Yeah. Like he my just age died group. um not too long ago, and he was um. He was in his seventies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't. So he was around not around forty. Around so like forty 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah so he mm-hmm. wasn't a mm-hmm. a young guy. Mm-hmm. So there he's like, and a bomb the example I like to give all the time is Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders was like seventy. Dude was like seventy <laughs> when he started KFC. So he had worked a whole career, retired, 
It was frying his chicken up in retirement. They work like on an assembly line or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like a whole other career. Like probably wasn't thinking about starting a restaurant and shit. <laughs> and then like was just frying his chicken and retired. People were like, yeah, like you should sell you this. Should this sell is really this. good. Bing, yeah. light bulb. <laughs> Bing. Dude was seven. That's why we look, the, the guy's old in the picture. Because like, he, he was, was old. old. Yeah. He was like 70 when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. But yeah, so that's what I say to us. Older, like old, as we call it, oldish, mm-hmm. us oldish people, yeah, you know, go out and find your passion too. And then, um, uh, people say, Well, they don't have time, like, you have time, but Netflix and chill, put that, yeah, put that Netflix and chill, time. Disney Plus, like, sure. We, um, <laughs> everybody works that nine to five, but guess what? You can go in on your passion from six to ten, seven mm-hmm. to ten. I'll say you give your dinner hour, right? Three, yes, yeah, it's three hours to like dedicate. Go hard during that three yeah, hours. Even eight to ten. Eight to ten. Eight to so, eleven, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nine to eleven, whatever. Yeah. Midnight even, because let's be real. So, um, I say so I say you Netflix and chill from seven to ten. Or watch the bulls or whatever you like doing. Mm-hmm. Then from ten to midnight, there's where you go to your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dedicate to your passion during that time. You can get it in. We just with most people just choose not to. Most people uh, are up by six. Yeah. If you work a nine to five, you have to be up by six and give you plenty of time. Yeah, so if you're in the bed by midnight, you still can get six hours of sleep, mm-hmm. which is and well, if you get, more sleep than I'm getting. If you get ready, <laughs> if you um, if you get ready quick, you sleep six thirty. Let's say right. you get up, so you mm-hmm. get another half hour of sleep. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. most people nice have to be up at six a.m. Mm-hmm. Most people, on average, I would say. Mm-hmm. Just counting because it's like you know you have. Yeah, if to, your commute's not that long, I suppose say if you get that extra half hour, right. say like, you don't have like a long commute in. Thank God, my commute is short. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> That's another thing you're looking for your job. Look at commute. Yeah. Travel time is very important. Travel time is important. I drive, I drive a lot. So you drive a lot. Uh, that's out the window with me. It's like the whole travel time thing. <laughs> when I'm in the office, my office is like about 15 minutes from my house. So my travel time isn't nothing. But when I'm in the field, I do have to drive for my job. But field, I'm on my own. I, I write my own schedule in my field. I, I call mine the Bermuda Triangle is what I do. Yeah, you do? Because you be From so downtown to the south side to Hammond is like <laughs> a triangle. Like, yeah. You do be? And then occasionally Rockford, which I was in this over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Rockford yesterday at this time. I just came back. <laughs> I just pet us. Yes. <laughs> mm. No, but mine is. And when I hear some of the stories that people tell me, I'm like, I'm never going to complain about my, uh, my little driving. I got to do I'm never mm-hmm. going to complain because... I got a pretty good thing going with my driving. But yeah, just go go hard. That's what um twenty twenty vision. As a matter of fact, that's what we're gonna call this episode mm-hmm. twenty twenty vision. Right. Like go hard and shit. Yeah. Go hard, yeah, absolutely. What do you got? So especially I said my um younger listeners, like some of my students listening, you really like, you really got you really that don't it. need to be paying it safe now. You, right. you, if you have a like, if you want to just move to Hollywood and pursue acting, do that do shit. Do that shit. Like you're the perfect. You're 23 age years old. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it's no, it's nothing here holding you back. Especially like if you're 23 and you don't have you don't children, have children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just do it. You have nothing tying you. Do it. You live at home, so you don't have a house. To the, you have to worry about. I have to like rent my house out or sell my house. Mm-hmm. You live at home. You don't have anything tying you down. If your family's in good health, like you said, if you don't have elderly parents, if your parents yeah. are in good health, because I get like if you don't want to move away from your parents. Typically, far, if you're in your 20s, your yeah. parents are probably like 40-ish, so they, I'd imagine they'd be right. pretty good health. Yeah. Parents probably look older than me. <laughs> My age, some people have yeah. kids in their 20s. <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Jeez. But, you know, go out and 
pursue. Yeah, you really don't need to be worrying about playing it safe. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I need to get this job. Like, no, follow your dreams. Like, mm-hmm. go after that shit. Because <laughs> the end of the day, we're all getting the, older. The older you get, the harder it is to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then, <for> shit. <laughs> as we see, already a whole decade went by. Yeah, don't seem like this, this, this decade just started. Mm-hmm. This decade started with like us still mourning the death of Michael Jackson. In 2010, yeah, we were still mourning Michael the death Jackson of Michael Jackson. just died like six months earlier. Yeah, we were still mourning Michael Jackson's death. Obama was still like new. Obama fresh. was fresh. He had just finished up his first year in the White House. Yeah. So he got he got inaugurated in January. Mm-hmm. So he was just wrapping up his first year. Yeah, we were like, hey, Obama, we popped champagne for Obama's campaign. We were singing that still. Now we got another election coming up. Yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> we got a census coming up. Mm-hmm. Every 10 years, the census. Um, what else? Um, just the way we get news has changed dramatically. Like, I find, like, we see, like, we find our news via Facebook, social media. Yeah. And then our mom These is phones, like, yeah, they were our still mom is like, a pretty new thing. Like, was I was like, watching the 10 o'clock news. <laughs> I don't think I did. I, I know I didn't have an iPhone when the decade started. I think I got my first iPhone in 2010, so I didn't have one. I didn't, I know I didn't get a touch screen until like 2011. Yeah. Because I was still on my BlackBerry. I was like, ah, I was like, I like my BlackBerry. And Marcus was like, baby, get a, a touch screen. I was like, I don't like the, I think I had, the touch screen. I think I had some other crappy um, touch screen. Or did I still have the Razor then? I might have I might have junked the Razor by 2009. I think I probably had junk, done junk, dot got rid of everybody. I had some other crappy touch. It was like. It's like I called it like a not so smartphone. Uh, you know, like the um touch screens that weren't that good. Right. I had that one. Mm-hmm. I think it was I don't even remember what it was called and shit. Yeah. I, if I if I if I remember it, I'll post it in the uh, <laughs> I gotta look up that phone. I yeah, I know one. I still have my white blackberry. I have my blackberry. I had that other touch screen. I yeah. can't think of what it was called though. I know I didn't have a razor but then I got mm-hmm. rid of it. And then I think about 2011, I got my first touch screen. And it was some um, other, it was some like other. The iPhone 3G Android was my first phone. iPhone I got. And I had that um, in 2010. A, I got that. It wasn't a Samsung. I didn't get my Samsung after that because like, I dropped that phone and then it broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shattered. And Marcus was like, go ahead and get a Samsung. He's like, just get a Samsung. And then I got my Galaxy. And so I definitely that, had yeah. that other fucking phone because I knew I had that over a year. That other, that fake that smartphone. Fake phone. Yeah. <laughs> It was like that's like the fake Sam Silk, the fake smartphone. <laughs> I definitely had that one because um, yeah, because I, I I saw I had it over a year. Cause I know in 2010 I got my first iPhone. Remember, I got the iPhone 3G. Mm-hmm. That was when um iPhone that the price came down finally. So at right. first the I, the original iPhone very few people had. Right. It was like way overpriced. It was like, and of course for the first time they do something, it's not going to be perfect. Yeah, it's going to be kinks in it. It's like all the shit they messed up in that one they fixed it in the, the right. 3G. And that's when it, the price came down to like two hundred dollars. Imagine that a smartphone at two hundred dollars. <laughs> how much did that was twelve? What did I pay for this? Twelve hundred. I don't remember how much. Mine was this. like nine hundred. My Galaxy was like nine hundred. I think. Something I think like this that. was yeah. fucking twelve. Yeah. yeah, it was expensive. But two hundred dollars. Yeah. Like I saw it in the last time most of those going to ten years. Right. The iPhone three G was one ninety nine, and that's when everybody started getting one. I said, I gotta get it. <laughs> I got mine. <laughs> Yeah. So the way that we do everything, and then it's an app for that. Everything is yeah. an app for that. 
The apps have come a long way in the past. I decade. just do everything in my apps. Like um, the original apps were. Um, it's funny that people look back at the, um, how apps were. Mm-hmm. The most popular apps in the early days was like dumb shit. Like the um the fake mustache and shit. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, like, yeah. Like the lighter, like as like yeah. Before yeah. We, now we have practical apps that we actually use. Right. It was like back then it was just dumb shit. We just did. Mm-hmm. That's what the apps were. The beer app where it looks like you drink. Oh yeah, beer. you drinking a beer. beer. Like that was the apps like from that era mostly. Yeah. And then you would go on the the mobile version of the site like Facebook or Twitter or whatever. But yeah. Then like the apps came along, and then right. all of those stupid apps went away. Like your bank apps, like uh, you can go yeah. on Chase or U.S. Bank or mm-hmm. Bank of America, one, whatever. Capital One, yeah. yeah, you can do that. And the now. Capital One Charter one's gone. The Capital, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that happened in the last day. Charter one's gone. Yeah. <laughs> they merged and became U.S. Yeah. Bank. <laughs> yeah, but Capital One is the one I meant to say. Mm-hmm. You can go on all your apps. Citibank, all those mm-hmm. apps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Um, just uh, like like you just do the navigation. I mean, you, don't, you don't need navigation for your car, but you just do the maps on your phone. Google Maps or Waze is big. Waze, yeah, because mm-hmm. Waze tell you when it's police, and they tell you <laughs> they and they have better they, about accidents and traffic. They better and they tell you about um, oh, there's a fucking camera and this block slow down. Mm-hmm. They tell you about all of that yeah. shit. They know where Google has tell me that too because they'll be like. Speed camera ahead. Speed camera ahead. Because I hear the ding, I hear the chime, mm-hmm. and they say an accident is causing a thirty-minute delay. Mm-hmm. We found a faster route. Would you like to take this route? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Give me the faster route to avoid this accident. Because mm-hmm. two ninety always has accidents mm-hmm. in Chicago. If you know about the two ninety, I hate two ninety. I hate two ninety. I, I didn't take them at all when I was going to Rockford. Yeah, I hate like, that's the long way to Rockford. I That's like, it, you know, yeah. 290 sucks like when the Kennedy is the better route to take. <laughs> and you put, when that's the better route, then you know your highway is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Going through the airport and all that shit. Exactly, you gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Say, I'd rather take that way than you know that 290 way is yeah. trash. <laughs> but stuff has come along. Oh, man. Of course, like the reality TV stuff has just exploded over this last decade. Just, you see all the, you know, uh, those My real love, real hip love, hip hop, Kardashian, Yeek, Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I tied them all together. <laughs> like Chris behind a Kwanzaa. <laughs> we just put it all together like that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, so just thinking about all the evolution that has happened, and just the way that things are done, like. um like I said, I talked about my journey earlier about me having my car, sitting in my car again, totaled in. Auto Trader is how I found my car. Yeah. My new car. I found my caddy on Auto Trader. I just Auto Trader because I'm like, I don't, I like, no offense, my, I ain't got time to be going up and down and driving around. Yeah, my mom still goes to Western. She still goes to Western. Which, which, if you're not from Chicago, like, uh, yeah, you know proceed with caution. Exactly, yeah. If you buy a car for Western, I just say that proceed with caution. It's some good dealerships. Stick to the reputable dealers. Yeah, stay away good, from the car lots. Yeah, those rock lots. That's yeah, stay away from those. Uh, <laughs> we'll buy here, pay here. We went to one of those, and the guy was shaking the sunroof, and then it broke off or some shit. Yeah. And we just walked away. He knew he lost that sale. <laughs> he walked that. Away. I think that's the last time I ever went to one. Nah, I take that back and went with mom. Which is that <laughs> bullshit car. Last time I actually went with me looking was that bullshit. Yeah, to, uh, to purchase a vehicle, right? Like, no, what? Let's go. Yeah. But um, Auto Trader, because you just put it in. And even like if you're looking for a home, like you can just go to realtor.com or Redfin or whatever and um, truly a 
what's the one? Zillow. That's Zillow. The, one, yeah. the realtors hate Zillow for it. Yeah. Because they think it's taking their job. Once again, like I said, about opportunity, no, it's not. Like people are still, there's still going to be a place for realtors. Yeah. It's just, um, we can cut down on some of the legwork using the apps like Trulia yeah. or Zillow. We're, or um, they're a liaison, basically, mm. for you. So basically, instead of us being like for every step of the way, like, you know, you can weed you can out. look like, hey, I saw this house on the yeah, 89th. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah like Let me that. check this house out. Mm-hmm. So it's house over east. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me check this house out over east. You know, but technology has really expanded. So we pay our bills. All of, all of my bills up here, yeah, whether it's ComEd, whether it's yeah, I do most of my stuff through like, my apps. I do almost all of them mm-hmm. yeah, through the app. Paying, I love paying bills at three o'clock in the morning. And then it's for the, the stuff that's um, and then for the stuff that doesn't have it, I just go on their website through my phone, and then I just pay on their website on their portal. Mm-hmm. I just do it like that. So I haven't like mailed a check or done that in years. I can't remember the last mm-hmm. time I mailed a check to like a company. Speaking of bills, that's what I did. That during the decade, I cut the fucking cord. So I've I did off, too. I I've cut been the off cord. Comcast since 2016. <laughs> I cut the cord this year, so I'm okay. a recent cord cutter. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, yeah, yeah. Um, how we watch TV is big. Like I said, Hulu and Netflix got they exploded this mm-hmm. decade. Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, Amazon Prime, yeah. Now Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Like, yeah, HBO Go. Like all of these apps, yeah, mm-hmm. people watch. Like through. It's like I always say, if it wasn't for live sports. Nobody would have cable. Right. That's the only reason people still have cable because like nobody's gonna watch sports on delay. People no. want to see it in real time. Right. But if it wasn't for sports, like you just watch all that other shit. Like like I said, like with power. How many people watch power live? Everybody watched that shit on the fucking um because it came out Star- early. Yeah, I watched on, it on the stars. Which power comes on? It starts yeah. back next week. So I've never seen an episode of Ballers live. <laughs> I think it came on nine o'clock Sunday night. I've never seen an episode never. live. I always watched it on the HBO app. Right. I don't even know if the the shop airs live. You know, live. So I don't know if it's just um, an app exclusive. Or not. I've never seen that show live. I'm sure it does air on HBO at some time, but I don't know when that shit airs. Watch on the app. We ain't got time for that. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like you know, you can binge a whole season. Yeah. Like, well, like I am going to go back and binge this whole series because I fell off when I got pregnant with Khalil. I used to love watching How to Get Away with Murder, but I fell off watching it, and then now I'm just too far behind. And the series is about to wrap this year. So I'm just going to go back and rewatch the whole series. I'm considering doing that, which also is falling on hard times. I'm considering doing that with Empire. Just because it's the last season. Yeah. I've been on the show. I wanted to see how it just ends. Just see how it ends. Because like, I'm, you told, I'm see totally the bowl. out of Empire. And I haven't watched like the last two seasons. Like Me two neither. Seasons I haven't watched Empire. The last season I remember is... Before um, Juice A lost his mind and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Juice Yeah, he was still on the show last time I watched. The last one I remember is when... um. Uh, when Anika, when the mom, the crazy mom, uh, Leslie Uggum set up Anika with the knife with yeah, the thing. That's how the um the the and that's how that yeah that's how it and that's I saw the first part of that next season. I didn't see it. Had Lucius with an amnesia angle. I never saw. There you go. That's what I was trying to remember. What happened? He was like, "Who are you?" I never saw Lucius when he was didn't know he was Dwight. He wasn't Lucius anymore. I never saw that during that. So that's the last thing I saw when Lucius lost. Didn't know who he basically was. Basically, um, he had, and it was like 
partial memory loss, so he forgot everything he did as Lucius. Basically, he was like basically right. took him back to when like his childhood. As all he remember was being Dwight. He remember yes. so he didn't know Cookie or like none of them were I'm like Dwight. his kids. Is like because he was just Dwight again. All of the evil shit he did, he didn't remember he any remember. of that shit because he was back just being yeah innocent Dwight again. And I don't remember. <laughs> and that's the last time either. I saw was during that. So I think I might do that. I might go back and uh, Hulu the series. I and- think I'm gonna watch. Empire Go just like is the final season. Just to put a bow on and it. Allegedly, they say they bring in Juice. Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of shows, um, let's just tie this in with everything. Did you watch um Eddie Murphy and on SNL? I did. I watched it. Okay, what do you think? I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, I think you have to be of a certain age to get like. Because he, he did all of his classics. Mm-hmm. He did Buck all Weed. of those. Yeah, Buckwheat and Mr. Robinson, Gumby. He did all the classics. And I like Buckwheat because... Velvet um, Jones. He did all of the um, classics. I like Buckwheat because of... um. I like The Masked Singer. Like, I've yeah, gotten into that Buck show Weed now. Is the I got into that show now. So now I think I am going to start watching The Masked Singer. I got into it. Yeah. What I agree <laughs> with, um, Charlemagne said this, I think, on The Breakfast Club. Or he might even just said it on his podcast. But um, he mentioned that um they missed the, um, they missed the boat on the Buckwheat thing. What they should have done is have Buckwheat doing mumble rap. Like, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. As long as they had him doing, we're kind of like, you know, they should have had him doing like, like bad and bougie. Like, cause mm-hmm. like the mumble rapper is what, big what now. What Hey, they should have had him doing mumble rap. I'm like, yeah, that would have been perfect for that. Like doing like Young Thug or something like that. That would have been funny. Like Buckwheat should have been doing all mumble rap songs. I'm like, that would have been perfect for that sketch. The uh, joke about the uh, Bill Cosby joke, that was funny. I found yeah. that hilarious. I'm about to break that down because... Um, he said. There's <laughs> two sides of the whole tips I'm at, of course. It's like, because he's like, if you would have told me back 30 years ago, yeah. whenever he said like... I would have been the stay-at-home dad. I'd be a stay-at-home dad, father of 10, and Bill Cosby would be in jail. Like, I'd have took that bet. Like, and that's who's funny. Who's America's dad now? Because that was <laughs> yeah. funny. Because it is like that. Like, who would have thought that Eddie Murphy would have had 10 kids and be a stay-at-home dad? Yeah, back during the, when he was on SNL, even back during right. his raw and delirious days, like, Eddie was like... Put yeah. a, <laughs> a southern in your butt when he was doing that southern yeah. in your and, butt. Um, in the party all the time. That era when he was My making God. music. Ari likes that song, Party All the Time. <laughs> she likes it. I'm wondering what question your daughter's tasting. <laughs> <laughs> she nah, liked party it. Party all the time was all right. <laughs> they play on the radio. Ari was, was kinda, like, I like it. It was kind of like, trash, but it was all right. I was like, okay. But um, Cosby was actually mad at the shit. Yeah, yeah, I, saw that. Like, yeah <laughs> I saw that. They said his publicist was like, he was mad and he said, How you going to tear it down? Kicking the, the man, man while he's down. <laughs> Me about Bill Cosby was tearing down the whole black community, y'all, before he, this fucking. This shit happened before this now. happened, but yeah. um, people like to pretend that didn't happen. Right? He like pretend like Cosby was some kind of pillar of society. No, he was kind of a dick. Yeah, he was shaming people. That's why Eddie mentioned that in his act back in Raw when he talked about Bill Cosby chastising involved yeah, about comedy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, you don't say fuck in front of people. I would like to talk to <laughs> you. Which I think that really happened. He probably Eddie probably exaggerated like he for yeah. sensationalized, but he probably really did call him to him like, "Hey man, yeah, let me tell you how comedy was done back in my day." And like, I like what he really did. People laugh when you say what you say. <laughs> Do you get paid? Well, tell Bill I said have a coke in his mouth and shut the fuck up. Say <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, classic, <laughs> but I was always I always preferred Eddie's comedy over Bill's, like, even back then. That Cosby mm-hmm. show was dope, but um, yeah, Ron Delirious are way funnier than fucking Bill Cosby himself. That shit was corny to me. 
Maybe I just wasn't old enough because, like, yeah, it was geared toward an older eye because, like, I probably get it better now because, like, it was, like, family humor. Right. Like, like you definitely would get cute something about his kids being bad yeah. and all that. Oh, so yeah. You probably would relate to, like, these jokes. But to me, I'm like, mm, that shit is corny. With Eddie Murphy, it was, like, it's hilarious. It's, like, his ones. <laughs> so I was, like, was Team Eddie then. So, like, when he said his Bill Cosby joke, And the coolest cop, taking it back to Axel Foley, was the coolest cop. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, it's uh, better than uh, Leonard uh, Part uh, 6 uh, and shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> you probably don't even, I don't know, even know what that, that is. Exactly. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> like, Bill Cosby's 70s movies, dope. Yeah, Uptown Saturday Night, and let's do it again. <laughs> Bill Cosby's 80s movies, trash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ghost Dad. <laughs> you had um, Leonard Part 6, like trash ass movies. I don't even know what Leonard Part 6 is. <laughs> I mean, Bill Cosby's legacy really is two things. The, the Cosby, Cosby Show and Fat Albert. And, and, the, and the Sydney Portia is three things, yeah. Yeah. He's le- he, his, 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 um, his legacy is off of those three things. Everything else he did was kind of trash to me. It's like the Fat Cosby Show, Leonard Part, not Leonard Part Six. <laughs> Let's say Leonard Part Six. We're gonna make that into a legend. The Cosby Show, Fat Albert, and the Sydney Forty Eight movies. <laughs> not Leonard Part Six. That was awful. And where's parts one through five? I'm just saying. Like, this one movie that was called Leonard Part Six. <laughs> That's how stupid the movie was. There's <laughs> only one. I'm movie trying to rationalize <laughs> that, and I I got nothing. One of the worst movies ever made. Yeah. But I enjoyed Eddie Murphy's. Some people were saying they didn't like it. I liked the uh, Holiday Bake Off. That was funny when he had the oh, possessed the, cakes, the yeah. possessed cake. Because yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I watch I watch the real one on HGTV. I mean, yeah, on uh, I Food Network. Watch that show. I watch Food Network. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I mean, I'm old. I watch Food Network <laughs> HGTV. <And> HGTV. <laughs> Things you get excited about the when pro- you get the Property Brothers. <laughs> Thank you, House Hunters. Yes, come through House, House Hunters. Hunters. Yes. <laughs> I don't like international. International is whack. I like the regular. On the, regular. <laughs> <laughs> the things that you get excited about when you get over thirty-five. <laughs> but the whole taps were mad talking about the uh, like Eddie, look at Eddie cooning in front of white folks and all. <laughs> I, I I definitely muted some people after that. Shit. Yeah. I, just, I said like I don't even get mad at whole taps. I just mute them. Hotel so then they shit doesn't show up in my time. Yeah, I've had to I've had to mute a couple of people because mm-hmm. like, I ain't feature. dealing with this. Ready to mute this podcast? Get the hell up yes. out of here. Let's do it. Wrapping it up. Not another damn podcast. Our 2020 vision episode 135. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Woo! Yeah. Appreciate each and every one of you supporting us this fun entire year. Mm-hmm. If you want to support us further, like our Facebook fan page. Do that. Not another damn podcast. Also subscribe, share, rate, review all the damn platforms. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeart, TLC Talk Radio. What up, Tasha? Hey, Tasha! Also on YouTube, video only audio. Well, audio only, I screwed that up. <laughs> I can't even say it right, but you know what I mean. Video eventually coming. <laughs> and um, you can, on your Alexa devices as well, too. Say, Alexa, play not another damn podcast. Get us like that. Um, follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram and Twitter as well. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook. And just like the video coming on YouTube, OzRadio.net, a work in progress. is um, It's up, but it's, it's a work in progress. You can hear it, but we're getting it there. And if you like mm-hmm. 90s and 2K classics, OzRadio.net, the bomb, I send you the link. And you can check me out, MSIMAH626 on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Also, S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on uh, Twitter and S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. 
Check out straightyelly.com for your blogs and your vlogs. New ones coming. <laughs> and then for your video production needs, check out straightyellyproductions.com. New ones coming just like the video. <laughs> <laughs> no live show. Like no live It's like OzRadio.net. <laughs> I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And we will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone. <laughs>